Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I hope it finds you well out there. It is getting hot and hotter, and man, I saw the, and I don't know, you know, it's the weather people, so who knows if they're going to be right or not, but I'm seeing 118 degrees uh, in the Valley of the Sun, not one but two days this week. So uh, get the sunscreen out. Everybody stay out of the golf course. It could be, uh, well, be hazardous to your health playing out in that kind of heat. I'm going to wait till next week. Next week it's going to cool right back down to about 110. So it'll be just fine then. 800-951-0592. It is the day before uh, right now the, the Federal Reserve, the the so-called smartest people in the room, and really they're not that smart at all, but they are the most powerful people in the room. Something our founding fathers had warned us about uh, all way back then, you know, when uh, racist white people ruled the earth. And uh, we're going to find out what they're going to do. Everybody is worried about what the Federal Reserve can do what they should do, what they shouldn't do. Uh, we got a great show lined up for you. Jamie Dimon, uh, well, let's just say this. He obviously listens to the show because he, he said yesterday, repeated it again today, exactly what I had been saying all, all along. Who in their right mind would be buying treasuries right now? Uh, ba- <laughs> J.P. Morgan, they're not buying them. I'm going to tell you why he said it. Uh, we also had data on producer prices. It wasn't wasn't good news for us consumers. Uh, food and energy prices skyrocketing, and this is at a producer level. So these are, uh, you know, the people that make all the stuff that we eat and drink and consume. Uh, and where they think prices are heading. So we got a great show lined up for you. Uh, We'll kind of guesstimate what it is that Jay Powell may or may not say tomorrow and and what will that mean for the markets. This is something where uh, we've got some downside. We've had some downside in gold and silver all in waiting uh, because everyone's expecting or I don't even know if expecting is the right word. They're all just worried. Uh, that the Fed may actually do something about the inflation. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think they will. Uh, but but that's a little defense here uh, before we'll know uh, really everything we need to know come tomorrow afternoon, and then we can decide what we need to do from there. Uh, metals planes, I want to give an update on that. Uh, we will be shipping metals plants. Shipping will start sometime uh, maybe next week, next week, Britt is saying. She's given me the thumbs up. Uh, so we will be starting to ship the second quarter's medals plans next week. Uh, if you want to sign up for the medals program, uh, July starts a new quarter. So it's always good uh, to get that uh, started. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go out to allamericangold.com uh, and, and read all about our, our medals program. It's a great way uh, to invest in, in gold uh, at all levels. Uh, the minimum 
uh, to be in the plans, 100 bucks a month. There is no maximum. I mean, we've got people now doing 5000 a month. Uh, we've got a lot of people doing $100 a month. It just depends on, on uh, you know, what you can afford and, and what you want to work with. Uh, we work with everybody. You, you leave a credit card on file here at Patriot once a month, and you tell us the day of the month, the amount. Uh, we bill your card, and then you get four physical gold shipments a year. The best part, the coolest part, is we pull all the money together uh, so you're buying at a volume discount. So everybody gets to buy at, at a volume discount, which is really, uh, really neat because, you, as you know, if you're, if you're at the low end, uh, you, you guys just you end up paying more. So in the metals programs, you get to, well, you get to buy like you're a big spender. And, and that is, well, you know what? What's nice about that, it just saves you some money. And, and at the end of the day, that's what we're all about here at Patriot. Uh, we want to be able to, to provide you with great quality products all at the best price. So check out the metals program. Uh, don't forget, up in Colorado, we got Bradley Dean coming to town on June the 28th. Uh, we'll have more details for you uh, starting next week. Uh, that's going to be a really great event. If you've never heard Bradley Dean, uh, he is just fantastic. Uh, more on the religious side of things for a lot of you out there. I know that you guys like that. Uh, and and uh, just an update with David Knight. Uh, we are looking at an event uh, around the August time frame. We'll have David Knight uh, up on the front range as well. So we got a lot of great things coming. Uh, don't forget about uh, our CBD program. As a matter of fact, I, I almost walked out the, the door today without it. I got bowling today, and it was so, uh, so funny. I was getting ready to, to leave my room. And and uh, I just felt a little, just a little twinge, you know, because it's early in the morning. You're just getting going, and I felt a little twinge in my back, and I went, "Oh man, I forgot to take my CBD." And I immediately turned around and and uh, got myself taken care of. I'll be ready to go. Got bowling tonight. Shouldn't be a problem. Uh, CBDs can definitely help you get off get off those pharmaceuticals, and we charge the best prices as well. 1360 KHNC, just hit the shopping cart button. When we return, why is Jamie Dimon holding all that cash? I'm going to tell you next. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. You know, we've been talking a lot the last few days about, hey, all the, the banks have all this money, and they're leaving it overnight at the Fed. And, and this is... The Fed needs to taper and, and force the banks to, to buy treasuries. Well, it all sounded really good. I mean, it did. Uh, but then, of course, yesterday I was telling you, well, why all of a sudden do the banks have all this money sitting at the Fed? And, of course, I started explaining to you about how the Treasury Department under the Trump administration they, they didn't know how bad the problem was going to be when they shut down the economy. And, and they, they decided to leave a bunch of extra unallocated money at the Treasury Department. In other words, 
hey, let's let's put a lot of extra money into the checkbook, and we can use it later uh, as this thing unfolds, and not have to go back to Congress and and do all this other stuff. And and they ended up with one point eight trillion dollars, and they normally need about four or five hundred billion. Uh, so all that's happened, especially in the last five months, is Janet Yellen has run this down. So we've done over a trillion dollars of spending where they didn't have to buy any treasuries because they already had done it. Well, that ends at the end of this month. They'll be back down to the normal amount, and then they're going to have to start borrowing again. But never mind that. Jamie Dimon came out on TV yesterday, and everybody's been piping up, right? And, and you've, got, you've got several different camps out there. You've got the guys that, hey, I looked at this one chart that says the bank's got all this money. We need to, we need to start tapering. Uh, you've got the other side that says, hey, listen, without all this stimulus and all this spending and, and all the government support, the economy's really not that healthy, and, and we need to wait, right? You know, and we've heard a lot of that from, from the central bank itself saying, hey, maybe now's not the right time and, and, and we need to wait a little longer. Well, Jamie Dimon came out and just said the reason why his bank has all this cash is because why, would in, why in the world would they be buying treasuries right now? Uh, he says that inflation uh, is going higher. He doesn't believe uh, the transitory line that we're getting from the central bank. And he actually believes that, hey, guess what? We think interest rates are going to be a lot higher, a lot sooner than people think. And therefore, we don't want to buy any. Because remember... Remember when you buy bonds, and I, I don't care what kind of bond it is, okay? could be a muni bond, could be a treasury, uh, whatever it may be. If the yields go higher, those bonds start losing money. And that's really the reason why none of these banks are buying treasuries. It has nothing to do with... Uh, are they going to taper or not taper? Uh, it has a little bit to do with the fact that the Treasury was able to put a bunch of money into the economy without issuing new debt. That had a big part of it. But the main reason is buying a bond right now makes no sense. And I want you to understand you know, for just a minute, think about what he was saying. We don't want to buy U.S. debt because we believe if we do, at least right now, we're going to lose money. And this is what I've been saying all along. We already know, right, at, at a 5% inflation rate, which is what they claimed it was, you know, the the last month. And, of course, remember, they got another. Well, we, 
we, we want to take this this other number because we like it better. That Even the other number was 3.8%. Well above the that 2% nonsense that they were always promising us. But when you're only getting 1.5%, and even the Fed's manipulated number says 3.8 or 5, buying a bond that yields 1.5% makes no sense. And Jamie Dimon is out there today, and, and you know, I don't like Jamie Dimon, but... He runs the largest bank, you know, in the world. The, the, they have trillions of dollars of deposits, right, that all of us keep our hard-earned money in. They've got $55 trillion of derivatives on their balance sheet. So it's kind of, he's kind of important. You know, he, he, he has a little, a little weight out there. And essentially what he said, and they didn't say it the way I'm going to say it, but what he said was, these idiotic policies that our central bank has been doing has brought us to the point where us buying treasuries does not make sense. And, and we start thinking about, you know, what does that what does that really mean to 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 all of us? If buying U.S. government debt no longer makes sense to Jamie Dimon, who does it make sense to? And that's really uh, the biggest problem. Bank of America, and, and listen to all these banks. So that was that was Jamie Dimon. I'm just going to keep the cash. Now think about what he just said. I'd rather leave it in cash and get nothing and lose money to inflation than buy a treasury. Right? That's what he's saying. Bank of America, who also, they agree with JBW. Yeah, we're, we're not buying treasuries either right now. Here's what they said, though. They went a step further. And they said, if the Fed decides to taper, which I think a lot of people, I'm not one of them, thinks they're going to say tomorrow, they will only end up having to reverse course and essentially end up buying even more bonds. And they said as soon as they announce this, the S&P will lose 10% almost immediately, and the Fed will cave in and go right back to, uh, we'd rather have inflation than deflation. And I think that's really what what is, is happening today. And, I, and I'm looking at it today, and I'm like, Man, do we buy gold today? Uh, I, I've been out there saying, listen, buy every one of these dips. And that is exactly uh, what I think we should be doing, is buying every one of these dips that is out there. Uh, 
Uh, will go is gold going to go up or down tomorrow? I don't know that answer. I I can't tell you. I I wish I could because if I could, well, again, if I could, I wouldn't be doing this show anymore. I'd be out in the uh, out in the uh, Caribbean island somewhere on my super yacht. Uh, the only ones that seemingly know what to do are the mega banks who are always involved in the meetings. But as I look at this thing play out. I want to go back to when gold was hit a new all-time high. Remember when gold hit a new all-time high? That was about 10 months ago. 10 months ago or so, give or take. And the Federal Reserve came out and said, oh, no, no, we've got this all worked out. Everything's going to be A-OK. Don't worry. Inflation still not 2%, remember? And and the economy's getting better. And we're going to spend all of this money. But it's not going to be inflationary. That's what they said. And of course, gold went down to 1670. And then everybody, you know, and every, listen, and when I say everybody, who's everybody? All the uh, Wall Street cheerleaders, they want to believe that what the Fed was saying was true. They wanted to believe that. And so they, they, they traded accordingly, right? Because Not because it was going to happen, it's just because that's what they wanted to believe. And they knocked down the price of gold for a little while. It created a great buying opportunity uh, for all of us that, that buy the metal. And today, we're kind of having the exact same thing for t- tomorrow's big meeting. Can the Fed come out and say the right thing to convince some people that they've got this under control. Wait, I'm going to tell you right now. I've been reading all of these bank reports. The bankers don't believe it. Now, they're not going to say that on TV. Jamie Dimon didn't say it on TV. No, he just said, hey, I think inflation is going to be hotter. And uh, we're waiting to buy treasuries at a later time uh, because, you know, we don't want to lose money. I mean that that that, but he didn't say anything about you know it's going to be horrible or this or that or or, or uh, the Fed doesn't know what they're doing. He didn't say it that way. But this is where we're at again today, and and I bring it up only because that was the best time to buy gold this year. The best time to buy gold this year was when everybody was trying to give the central bank the benefit of the doubt. So this is exactly what's happening again today, right? They want to give the Federal Reserve the benefit of the doubt. 
Of course, even though, let's face it, history tells us they don't deserve that benefit. But this is what they need to believe. You need to believe it. They need to, well, I guess they don't even need to convince you, right? Just the, uh, just the people that trade all the stocks. But when I look at gold, you know, gold was really got to the highs of the year, right? Got to, what, 1916. Uh, they, they come out and, and claim, okay, we're, we're going to have this fixed. We got a big announcement coming here in a little bit, and, and everything's going to be great. It's going to be very short-lived. I don't know how short it's going to be, but I can tell you this and what I've been reading and what I've been seeing. I think this is going to be at best. They may gain a week, maybe, because the data the data doesn't lie. When we get back, I'm going to share with you the producer price data. And then we'll see about how under control this thing really is. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dot. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Talking about what comes next uh, today. We got producer prices. So this is this is you know kind of the manufacturing side of the numbers and. Is this transitory? Is it not transitory? And, of course, knowing what they really mean by transitory doesn't matter. Because really all they mean is, hey, eventually, eventually, prices are going to stop going up. It doesn't mean that prices are going to go back down. That's not what they mean by transitory. No, what they mean by transitory is, well, hey, you know, eventually, right? Uh, you know, like lumber. Take lumber. Lumber's a great example. Lumber went through the roof. Uh, lumber's come back down. Now, is it back to where it was? Nope. Is it going to go back to where it was? Uh-uh. But, hey, it's not going up anymore. So, therefore... It'll be transitory. And, of course, with that logic, all inflation is transitory, isn't it? Right? I mean, we could argue that, hey, the inflation during World War II was transitory. Right after the war got over, prices stopped going up. Did they ever go back down to where they were before? No. But, but that's what they're hoping for. But today... Uh, the producers kind of said, mm, I know what you're hoping for, and I know what you keep saying, uh, but producer prices rose 6.6% in May. Uh, it was the highest number on record. Uh, so when you really think about what the Fed is telling us, We just got the highest producer price number on record. Does it really matter if this inflation is going to be transitory or not? Does it really matter? I mean, because at the end of the day, 
whatever it was costing us to live, let, let's say pre-COVID, okay, which already, you know, we already know it, it was hard, you know, middle class has been shrinking and it's been shrinking for 20 plus years. They don't like it when I say stuff like that. They get really angry about it. They don't want you to know. But the when you look at the wealth of America, every category is growing except for one. There are definitely more uber-rich people. That's true. Uh, There are more people in the 10%. Not a lot more people. That one, it's still true, though. There's still more. So the two highest wealth categories have growth. The poorest people, they have the most growth. So somehow we've actually grown more poorer people than we have any other category. And then, of course, that just leaves, what, the middle class. The, and, and middle class, and I'm being generous here, was 50000 to, uh, I think, what, 200 and I, I don't know the exact number, 245 or two. Let's call it 250. That's the only segment that's actually shrinking. Right? And where did they shrink to? Did they shrink up or did they shrink down? And of course we all know the answer, it shrunk down. And it shrunk down big. And and look at government handouts and look at uh now they're talking about wanting to have universal basic income, right? Which is simply, hey, we don't feel like these people can support themselves, and we should start sending checks. We've had, look at unemployment, and I know we've gone, a lot of us have grown very frustrated with the fact that we were paying people more money not to work than to work. And here's the problem with all that stuff. It's it's great sounds wonderful right hey let's let's give these people a helping hand you know it's tough out there uh it's not their fault and and let's try to help them out and let's give them all this money and we think we're helping them out you know let me ask you all the money you've given to bond overrides for the school or taxes, or anything else. Has it ever made things cheaper? Has it ever made things less expensive? Because at the end of the day, isn't that really what they need? Right? Isn't that really what they need? Hey, I need the rent to be less. I need health care to cost less. I need uh, my car payment to be less. 
I need my insurance to be less. I need right. I need my my electric bill to be less and my phone bill to be less. Right? I mean, they don't need it to be more. But what we end up doing is we create these policies, and it's so idiotic. Handing people money for no productivity whatsoever. Right? So we don't gain anything by it. Right? We hand them money. You, know, you, you get extra money to sit on the couch. It, it doesn't. There's no production that goes along with it. Like, like I'll use infrastructure as the example. Hey, we spent money on roads and bridges. Well, that could that could have some long-term benefit. We get we get uh, something from that. Hey, we've got a better a, a better bridge. We've got a better freeway system. We can transport things better. Uh, all, all of these there's benefits, but yet we have all of these policies to give people money. Matter of fact, I can't even count how many programs there are now because nobody really knows. You know, between the state and, and the federal government, uh, nobody's really sure exactly how many programs there are. But the funny thing, the cruelest thing about it, is it actually makes things cost even more. Which just means, at the end of the day, we got to find our way to give these people even more money. Hey, the Radio News Hour. I know, think about that one. We'll be back. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. So we just got producer prices, the highest on record since they've been keeping, I guess, track of of the prices. The bad part for, for me and you in that, uh, the stuff. You know, a lot of the increases are the stuff that you know that that we need to buy every single day. Uh, but but again, why? How did we end up here? And and the answer is vi- it's a very simple one. When you try to create prosperity from a printing press. This is what you get. You know, and we do this over and over and over and over again. The war on drugs. That's another great one. How much money did we throw away on that? Did it solve anything? No. Did it make it worse? Yes. Right? And, and, and we continue to do this. We continue. And somehow, and I don't know how. And I think mostly because, and I actually, I, I take the bet, I do know how. We've allowed for ourselves to be dumbed down. And what I mean by that is, every all of us, we have compassion. You know, it, people think that uh, just because I'm anti-illegal immigration, that I'm not, I'm not a compassionate person. That's not true. I I just happen to be educated enough to know how dangerous illegal immigration is. It's 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 terrible. And forget about 
the 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 negative side effects it has on the United States. Let's set that aside and finances and all that stuff. But the same thing has happened when we look at where we sit today, which is somebody convinced that the government should be providing for people that that are are struggling in the United States that the government should be the one uh, that puts roofs over people's heads uh, that puts uh, food on the table and, and all of these things and we created all of these social programs uh, that never used to exist before I mean look at social security that's a great one Right? And a lot of people are like, yeah, man, that was, what a great plan. Well, the truth of the matter is, the government doesn't do any better of a job saving your money as you do. Matter of fact, they probably do a worse job because they didn't save the money. Uh, Social Security was really good up until about 2000 or so. And 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 I and I and I'm being a horse. Probably 2010. Social Security uh, from here on out gets worse and worse for those of us still in it. And what I mean by that? What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is, if you were one of the early people paying into Social Security. You got a lot more out of it than you put in. But now, it's going the other way. Right? You're not getting as much out of it as you put in and not not near it's not nearly as good of a deal as it was for all of those that came before you and and you're going to be left sitting there thinking, "Well, wait a minute." What if I could have just saved that money myself? I could have been way better off. Yeah, you could have. But that isn't how it works. And when you think of all of these social programs, and I don't care what it is, from food stamps to COVID unemployment extra benefits to rent subsidies to Social Security to Medicare and Medicaid, right? You would they'll tell you, oh my God, these were the great these were the cornerstones of America. No, they weren't. Really what it ends up being is what bankrupts America. You know, and I've already told you that we don't talk about it that much right now because we've got other pressing issues happening. Uh, but Social Security is on its last leg. Medicare, believe it or not, they're, they're in worse shape. And I know, but you're saying, oh, no, D- Double, you're wrong. You're, you're exaggerating. And Social Security's not going to run out till 2032. <laughs> like somehow that's, that's far off into the future. And, and, and what they don't tell you, and it's always what they don't tell you, what they don't tell you is they're going to need to take 
Social Security money to save Medicare and Medicaid because it's going to go broke first. Which conversely then means what? Social Security is going to go broke sooner than most people think. And, and all of these other things. But what it does, getting back, it's a long way. to. I'm just rambling on today. All of these programs comes at an expense. And it's a tax. And that tax is called inflation. And it's made everything in this country cost so much more than what people can afford. The problem is they want to keep coming up with the same solution, which is, well, let's just print more money. That's not what this country needs, but this is what we're going to get tomorrow. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment here on this Tuesday. It's the big Fed meeting tomorrow. Uh, gold's down 10, 1853. Silver uh, down 40 cents, 2760. Uh, everything's down today. Everybody's uh, kind of waiting, hedging their bets, taking taking some things off the table. Well, I shouldn't say everything's today. Crude oil ain't down. Uh, 72, well, 7194. Uh, on crude today, uh, the Dow's down 120, the Nasdaq's down 100, the S&P's down 10 uh, as we wait for what the Federal Reserve is going to say. I don't even have a special today. Very weird. There's not a lot of product out there. Um, and it's really not. I think a lot of a lot of people that are a lot smarter than me uh, are are already getting themselves prepared uh, for what comes next because it really doesn't matter what they say tomorrow. They could not say anything about taper. They could say inflation is transitory, uh, which is uh, like that. That that is a probably a thirty percent probability that that's what they're going to say. Inflation's transitory, uh, and no, we haven't talked about taper. Another very likely scenario is inflation is transitory, uh, and we're talking about taper, but we're not going to be doing anything uh, anytime soon. That's another uh, very uh, likely possibility. Then another possibility is inflation is transitory, and we're thinking we're going to start tapering in the future. I think those are the only three scenarios. I don't think there's a scenario out there uh, that says anything other than inflation is transitory. I don't think you'll hear it. I don't care what the data says. They're just, they just won't admit it. Uh, the, the, really, the question is going to really be around tapering. And by tapering, what does that mean? Do they slow some asset purchases? And I guess it just depends if they want to wreck. And already, and I know a lot of you uh, that are, if you're connected to real estate here in Phoenix, uh, 
it's already started to slow down a little bit here. Prices have gotten really, really, really ritzy. And it's started to slow down here. If they want to slow down, because remember, they're buying $40 billion of mortgages on top of $80 billion of treasuries every month. Then it's going to be, and I don't know that, and I don't think they will. That's my point. I guess my, my whole point to all of this is I think the Fed, they know that they're in a tough spot. If they fight the inflation, if they want to give the appearance of, of it, they've got to, at a minimum, taper. At a minimum. Of course, that's really not fighting it, but okay. But at what cost? Does that destroy the housing market, which then, of course, obviously, we know the cascading effects. I think they're going to go the other way and try to ignore it, and then we're going to end up with a big gold round. That's what I think, but I'm not positive. We'll see what happens tomorrow. God bless everybody, and, uh, yeah, let's hope the Fed doesn't screw this one up.